Gardy Lou. My quarantine cunt nuggets. Oh, <laughs> that's new. Yeah, it just came out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, everybody. I'm Jen. Hey, everyone. I'm Amy. So we are on episode, we're going to be doing episode 26. Amy's back with us this week. Um, Did you miss us, Amy? Admit it. Um, no. Did you miss me? <sighs> Damn. Yeah. I did. Now I'm not going to say I did. <laughs> I did, we miss, did miss you. you. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how were your weeks, ladies? Amy? Um, I had an interesting experience. Um, so last weekend, I, you know, I'm all about meditation and everything, right? So I was sitting there meditating and I was really focused for once. My brain wasn't going all over the place and I'm sitting there doing this. And then all of a sudden, I don't even know how to explain this, you guys. All of a sudden, <laughs> I got like sucked up. Like the inside of me, like the my oh. mind or my essence or whatever you want to call it all of a sudden I was like getting sucked up it to the point where like I could like my it's it like took my breath away but mm -hmm. I was still completely conscious so I was I was kind of like flying upwards but I was sitting there oh saying my to myself I was sitting there saying to myself okay are you falling asleep right now right because you know it's yeah. me so I'm right. overthinking everything so I'm like, okay, am I falling asleep right now? And then I was like, no, I'm awake. I know where I'm at. I can feel my body and I can feel the bed that I'm sitting on. And I can, like, I'm 100% I'm aware of everything going on. And I like brought down my breathing because it kind of like sped up a little bit because I was like, what the hell yeah. is going on right now? And um, And then I was just kind of in this weird, like floating place where like the inside of me felt like it was floating and like warm but my body the physical body was on the bed mm -hmm. it was holy shit bizarre but did you realize like you had gotten to a new level in your meditation and totally just chill or did you do an amy and <laughs> Just stressed out the whole time. And now the meditation was really done. So I sat there for a little bit, but not as long as I probably should have because I was doing the Amy and I was sitting there going, okay, all right. So this is what's happening, I guess. And okay. But then I started being like, oh my God, what if I don't come back down ever? Like, Oh, oh my so, God. So then oh I was kind of like, oh my God, what happens? And so... But I wasn't upset by it, but I was just kind of like, okay, well, how long is this? Like, do I just sit here? What do I do here? Like, I can't go like, it's not like I'm flying around, like looking at galaxies or anything. Like, I'm just kind of here. And so then I was kind of like, okay, well, let's just see what happens. And so I kind of calmed my breathing down and, and then I just kind of came back. Yeah. Maybe it was like the first step of astral projecting, Amy. There's no such thing. Oh, shut up over there. Amy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have I no idea. I think that's what that was. See, I think it's just a different level of meditation. Oh, for Christ's sake, you guys. But I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I'm sure, not something everyone can achieve, that kind of thing. I mean, it I felt good, right, when you weren't worrying about it? Yeah, it totally felt weird and, like, crazy like just so like relaxing and I was just kind of out there just floating but then um yeah so it's one of those things where I don't know if I'll ever be able to accomplish that again but maybe it's amazing um, but yeah it was it was an interesting way to start out my week how long cool. did it last oh probably not long at all I would say tops a minute really tops Yes. Wow, that's a lot to feel in one minute. It was insane. That's a lot of thought processing going on too. <laughs> well, no, yeah. because the thing is, is as I'm flying up, 
all I'm sitting there going is, what the fuck? Like, what's yeah. happening? And then it was the, am I awake? Yes, I can feel my body. Yes, I know where I'm at. I'm awake. And then it was kind of, okay, this is happening. Feel your body some more so you understand like what this is and calm your breath down. And so once I started to calm the breath down, then I started coming back. Okay. Slowly That's down. Cool. Very weird. How about you, Jen? Actually, I feel really like proud of myself if I can end the week without, and I know I sound like a broken record, without having killed somebody with my own hands. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are Small very goals. challenging. Yes, they are. No, I did want to tell you, I, I, I read something today that just, I was flabbergasted by it. Um, it's from Dayton, Ohio, from WDTN. This is true, everybody because I didn't think it was either. Um, the Dayton City Commission passed an ordinance Wednesday to, it'll make wearing a mask in public while committing a crime illegal. <laughs> so what they're saying is if you're going to commit a crime, you better not wear a mask anymore. So no right more. before you commit the crime, take off the mask. Take off the mask, risk getting COVID, I guess. And then commit your crime, and then you won't be in as much trouble. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. clearly defining. I mean, that's ridiculous. The rules. <laughs> it's illegal oh, to commit a crime with wearing a mask right now. So no more, you know, masked uh, bandits. Well, if you sort of think about it, this did change. Like, all of a sudden, everyone was going into the bank with masks yeah. and gloves on. You know, it's yeah. sort of like. <laughs> I know. Imagine the bank tellers. They're like, we don't fucking know. We don't know what's know. going on. It could <laughs> We're be just you. Give everybody you. our money. <laughs> so now, at least in Dayton, Ohio, they know because if someone oh, takes off this their mask, they're like, bank oh, robber. yeah. Right. If they take off their mask before they walk in. You're like, oh yeah, okay. We're being robbed. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, at least he took his mask off, so we got to give him that. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, oh, how was God. your week? My week was normal. I mean, um, I have to tell you, you know, we recorded last week without Amy, right? And so I was doing Amy's stuff. I had no clue. And in the midst of this, and I'm on the phone with Amy. I'm talking to Jen. I'm on the phone with Amy. I get a text from Amy's guy with a picture of their dinner sitting on the table. <laughs> and all it says is, Dude, with a question mark. <laughs> oh and my god, that's hilarious. I'm thinking he's just letting me see his picture of his food that he cooks. So I was like, oh. nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it that's like, not what he was planning to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and on Mother's Day, I was on a video call with my son and daughter-in-law, and my grandchild walked for the first time. Yay. Yay! Congrats! Yeah, it was amazing. Now, and have you guys noticed? Well, Jen, you're at work, but like Amy, doing all these like Zoom meetings or whatever mm. you guys use, your resting bitch face is like constantly on display yes. for everyone. <laughs> so I am very aware now of my resting bitch face and of the <laughs> wrinkles between my eyebrows and how that like that dent indentation in my face changes depending on my um, moods or my face. So I'm very aware like of how how wrinkled I am and how annoyed I look at all times. Yeah. <laughs> oh I noticed it in my, I noticed it like in my, my, my uh, teletherapy for PT and uh, with my son and stuff. And I, I literally apologized to my PT person. I'm like, I'm sorry for my resting bitch face. <laughs> and she said, you don't have a resting bitch face. And I said, Oh my God, Heidi, oh, I yes. see it. I see it right now. <laughs> I know I have it. resting bitch faces. I'm sorry. I know. You and walk then, into a place um, and people are like, what did we do? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the other night I was sitting here and um, my forehead was hurting. I realized my forehead was scrunched up. Yep. 
Like I was pissed off. <laughs> I was just sitting here. I'm like, why Maybe you were pissed. I wasn't. I was. It was no reason. I was just like, <laughs> I know. So today we're going to discuss dealing with certain types of people, how you would at work or at home or in the public, whatever, and um, how to deal with them. Like, how would you deal with them? Not um, how you should, because I don't think I don't care. I'm think I just want to know what you, like my sisters and I would be I'm interested in like how we deal with them, you know. Um but before we're going to do that, we're going to do a little I got a little trivia quiz for you guys. Just a few questions. Mm. See if you know some answers and okay. um stay stay tuned for the at the end of our podcast. Um we have a shout out. We belong to a Twitter club of of podcasters cause the, called the Amazing Content Creators. And we're going to shout out everybody in the group. Yay! Cool. Yay. Stay tuned, everybody. So our first question, my first question for you guys is, what is the rarest M&M color? Yellow. Um, is there a yellow one? Well, Blue. it's probably very rare. Oh. <laughs> So are we talking about rarest as far as all of their specialty things or just no. the rarest out of the normal bunch? Out of the oh. normal bunch. Oh, shit. Blue? Brown. I, it no. is brown. <gasps> oh, fuck, Amy. I'm really? Oh, this God. This is not a competition. Okay, which singer's real name is Stefani, Joanne, Angelina, Germa... Germanata. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Lady Gaga. <gasps> oh. Which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? And it's not Amy's tummy. <laughs> Belgium. America. Switzerland is the correct answer. Uh -huh. It actually makes sense. What is the loudest animal on earth? And we're not talking about me trying to get off the couch. Howler monkeys. No. Damn it. Uh, elephant? No. The sperm whale. Mm. Ah. What was the first toy to be advertised on television? Lincoln Logs. That's a good guess. That's not right. Amy? A doll. <laughs> a doll. What the hell? That's so generic. It was Mr. Potato Head. Really? That Apparently. seems like that came too much, too, like, bleh. that came way after advertising started. <laughs> okay. Does that um, make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Which building, which, outside which build, New York building was John Lennon killed? Courthouse. Wasn't what it his apartment? It's his apartment. <laughs> yeah, but what's the name of the building, Amy? John Lennon's apartment? No, it's called the Dakota. <laughs> oh, I think she gets it, though. Jen, what was he doing at a courthouse late at night, Jen? It's John Lennon, man. He was a rebel. Okay. Why would he answer the door of the courthouse? Because it's John Lennon, man. He could do anything he wanted. Oh, my God. John Lennon had was... <laughs> coming back from somewhere he wasn't knocking on a door or answering a door oh oh shit how many of <laughs> no I, I can't even are you okay how many no how many of snow white's seven dwarves have names ending in the letter y eight five <laughs> eight there's seven dwarves I know. I even said seven. I know. Oh, I just wanted to goofball. screw with you. I'm five crazy today. Five <laughs> is correct. Give Amy a week off and she's like ready to go. <laughs> five is the correct answer. Holy shit, I'm on fucking fire. You didn't know you guessed. I said, doesn't matter, Dope. man. Dopey, grumpy, sneezy, sleepy, and happy. Which one would you guys think you'd be? 
Grumpy. Sleepy. I would be a combination of grumpy and dopey. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd yes. be a grumpy dope or a dopey yes. grump. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, so we're going to delve into certain types of people and how you deal with it. Oh, are we ready? Grumpiness. And yeah, I just want to say this is perfect timing because everybody who's at home and not dealing with people, this is going to get you prepared to go back out there because, man, they have not changed. Okay. <laughs> so look up, everyone. There's nothing out there good. Look up. Um, a hostile coworker or boss. Yeah, look up, Amy. Look up at your ceiling. <laughs> but don't let your essence float up right now because we're trying to do a show. <laughs> Keep your essence for a little bit longer. Um, Amy, how would you deal with a hostile coworker or boss? Well, how do you define hostile? Amy, I just asked the question. <laughs> I don't give well, you I, I need more information on how hostile oh, we are. This is going to be a long ass day. Okay. <laughs> so let's say your um your coworker mm-hmm. cuz that's easier I think confronting right would be a coworker than a boss um mm-hmm. especially now when you're worried about like uh if we go back I'm going to get fired if I tell the boss he's a dick. Um so like if the person is more likely to be like belligerent and um, they seem to act like they've been wronged in encounters you have with them, um, almost like they're angry all the time. They're like your enemy in their head. Mm-hmm. Is that enough definition for you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of hostile. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends. I mean, I usually kind of get along with everybody in some way, shape or form. So usually I'll use mm. jokes as a way to kind of, no, but I usually use jokes as a way to kind of, if someone's annoying me or something, I kind of cover it in a little bit of uh, humor to mm-hmm. make a point as to why they're annoying me or what's happening, but make it still like friendly. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of depends on how often I have to work with them and and what I need from them at work. So if I really need them, I'm going to play a little bit nicer, but I'll I'll make some kind of sarcastic comments and try to get them to calm the f down. Or if oh, I don't are really we not need them, on the show now, Amy, you can say fuck. <laughs> so I'm talking about work, so obviously I'm going into like work. Oh, mode. I say fuck at work all the time. Um. So, but then if it's someone that I don't really need anything from, then I'll just like be, I, I feel like you get more, be, get more bees with honey. Is that the right cliche? Yes, it is, Amy. It's flies. Good. It's flies. I don't know why you'd want flies, but you, it's that you get more flies with honey than vinegar. Oh, oh. it isn't. Yes, it is. Be, why more, would you, you get, get more, more bees, bees with honey, with when honey vomit. than you do with vomit. vinegar? No, that's you flies. Get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Bees make the honey with their vomit. Okay, so why you know you what? Need- I don't even care. Are we going <laughs> to discuss the fucking hostile coworkers or are we going to get hostile up in here? I have a question, though, for Amy. What about hostile people that are not your coworkers if you meet them out in public? I just ignore them. They're not worth my time. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to upset my day just because they're idiots. Like, whatever, go away. Jen? Oh, can I talk? No. (laughs) As long as it's not about insects. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to say that I don't, there's not a lot of people I don't get, I I can't think of someone I haven't gotten along with at work or I feel like they're hostile towards me. I have had, I did have a couple of experiences maybe about, I don't know, a long time ago. And at that moment when it did happen, I did approach them directly and ask them if they had a problem. Like, not like, what's your problem, dude? But like, right? is there something I've done? You seem bothered by me. And that usually takes care of it. That's it. I don't have another issue. Okay. So, Please? um, I ignore them. I just do a cold shoulder and won't speak to them. 
And I'm not talking about someone who necessarily has a problem with me, just someone who is hostile in an environment. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. In a work environment, I mean, out in public, I'll attack. Right. But um, in the work environment, if someone's just like a hostile, mean, bitchy ass person, I tend to, um, I don't speak to them at all. Right. And then if I need them for something, I will just address it and then de- stop. And then I'm like, shun, you're shunned. Oh. So like, what about like a chronic complainer? Like you get these people, well, especially now you see it where, well, I need to get my hair cut. I need to get my nails done. Like that's more important than, you know, this, what we are all going through. But like right. the person who's always like, I can't believe this, or I can't mm-hmm. believe this, and I cut my finger on the paper, and ah. Uh. Yeah, there's a there's an issue or drama every day in their life, and they have to tell the whole world about it. Yeah. Well, that's the drama queen, and I have them next. But I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't <laughs> jump ahead, please. I I um, should be just. I should be shunned. You should shun me. I do during the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I love you. Um, but I mean, like, you know, the kind that come in and they're like, oh, my God, I tried to pour milk today and it was expired. Yes. <laughs> what do you do with them? So I have two different ways, depending on who they are and my relationship to them. So either what, if I don't know them very well or whatever, I'll then point out the positive aspect of the situation to force them to realize that there's a positive to every aspect and pouring expired milk on your cereal is really not the end of the world. Or I'll sit there and say something like first world problems or something like that yeah. to remind them to keep perspective. And I know you guys know that I do that because I'm sure I drive you crazy. Um, the other thing I'll do is usually I'll say, oh, so did you do X about this? And they'll say no. And then I stop and I have nothing else to say because if you're not going to take care of your issues, then I don't really care. So that's it. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I deal with that. Jen. Yeah. That's pretty effective too. You don't have to say much usually in situations like that. Um, I usually will be the person who for a little bit, I'll be like a sympathetic ear. But then eventually I'll probably do somewhat of the same thing. And I'll say something like, well, you know how they get milk, right? It's not really very nice for the cows. And maybe it's good that you were able to drink the milk. <laughs> Have you tried soy? Yeah, I'll, try, I'll be like, oh, oat milk is really good. And uh, it doesn't expire as quickly. Um, I'll probably, I would probably, that's probably what I do is like sugarcoat everything or I guess. I, um roll my eyes and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then I tell them they'll be in the next what the fuck. No, seriously, I have don't have patience for it because even I who have a lot of medical issues, I don't complain. Right. Because I know there's someone out there who's going through so much worse than me, so I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And I view my life like that. I viewed it like that for a long time. So I don't have any patience for people who complain about, and it's always stupid shit. It's not, um, because the people who are going through the real shit tend to not be the ones who are talking about it. Exactly. They're too busy going through it. Right. So what about like the drama queens, the ones that, um, like Jennifer was saying earlier, that like everything's a problem. Every, um, I have had someone in my life who just, oh, now this is happening and now this is happening and I'm just want to bang their face into the wall. Are you talking about me? Well, <laughs> she's probably talking about me. Person's name starts with a J. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you do with them, Aim? Well, I guess it depends on what they really need in my relationship with them. Uh, So if there's someone that I is a friend or a family member or something, and I feel like they just need to talk it through, I'll try to listen. As you guys know, I'm not good at it. I am a solver. I'm not a great listener in that sense. 
Um, so if they are a drama queen and they constantly go on either, I'll just try to remind myself to shut up and just let them go. And then I'll like change the subject or so that they like at least get it out of their system. I mean, that's really all you can do with that because I mean, unless you're going to cut them out of your life, like you kind of just have to sit there and let them talk about it and let them get it out. Cause that's what they're looking to do. And then you just change the subject and go on to something else. Right. They don't like to listen to about you. So usually if you start talking about you, they'll get off the phone. Yeah. That's very Jen? true. Well, I first want to say that when we say drama queens, we're talking queens or kings people, because I work in a dealership business, automobile dealership, <laughs> and it's majority men. And they are much more drama yes. queen kings, whatever you want to call them. Than women are. Oh, I believe it or I not. I still call them. I still call them queens, drama queens, and I'm not talking about. It's not a slur or sexual like. No, I orientation. Know. I'm just saying someone who just is just all like, oh, woe is me. Yeah. And you know what? And just like how a bitch can be a man or a woman. Yeah. I guess you're right. Drama queen can be either or, and uh, believe me, it's usually or. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know what that meant, but it sounded cool at the time. I don't know either. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. I usually, I'll, I'll, I will like start to listen, but then I do tend to then bring up something a little more serious. Like I'll be like, oh, did you hear about what's going on in Africa? Or, you know, like, <laughs> did you hear about what happened, you know, with that, you know, shooting over, you know what I mean? To kind of be like, yeah. really, you know, you're whatever you're complaining about is you're bitching about today is, is nothing in light of uh, what's going on in, in the real world. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's usually what I do. What I you? tend to um, be more like in their face, like really you think <laughs> no, like subtle. You mean this is important or um, so what if your dog's toenails need clipping and they scratched you like that is not a big deal. I, you know, and I'll tell them I have no patience for this and I leave. You don't have any patience for anybody <laughs> yeah, or think, anything think, at all. Lisa. I have patience I for, <laughs> I have patience for my children now. Not when they were little, and <laughs> my grandchild. <laughs> so not even us. No, no. That's why I've okay. Been so, <laughs> Amy, the super agreeable person until you need something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think about that. I'd probably just call them out on it. It kind of depends on what I need from them. So if it's work related, I would just kind of kindly call them, call them out on it. I guess I would do that in personal situation too, but I don't know. I try not to need things from others. Yeah. Um, Jen? I think it's the same at work. I mean, I try not to have to rely on anybody because you're most often more than likely going to be um, disappointed. Um, (laughs) so I don't do that, but, um, like as far as going out in public, like I, I, I have a story actually, um, I went grocery shopping and, um, the cashier, you know, she's all, Oh, hi, you know, we're putting the things on the cart. Now the week before we buy like 12 packs of like sparkling water and, um, we had it on the bottom of the cart and the lady's like, Oh, I need you to, I need you to put it on top because we need to scan it, you know, because we need to all of it all the like all the cartons instead of like leaving it on the bottom and we just take I don't know why yeah like yeah if you have five of the same brand why not just five of the same brand right right? but she said no for inventory because they're different flavors and stuff (laughs) we needed to put it up on the thing so we do we do right and um I don't have a problem with that but then the next week we do, we, we start to do this. And this lady right up front is like, you know, being the fake all nice and stuff. And then she's like, Oh, um, next time, can you just uh, leave that? Because I have to then lift that and put it up here and scan it myself. And I had back surgery. Was it the same lady? No, different lady. And I said, Oh, I said, okay. I said, but we were told that we had to put it up here because of inventory. 
Yeah, but it's just it's then I have to lift it and my back. I had surgery. I'm like, uh-huh. no, I'm not sure how we would have known that. How would we have known that you had back surgery? <laughs> she wasn't wearing her back surgery sign. <laughs> and I know that's not exactly what you're talking about, but it's definitely someone not being very helpful. Right. You know right. what I mean? And not being, uh, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was just ridiculous. And there are people like that, you know, that you have to know about all their woes and everything they're going through. And yeah, so that's my scoop. Okay. So I worked with this bitch who, <laughs> um, and you had no patience for her. No, she very <laughs> much was like pretended to be very helpful, um, but was lazy as hell. Mm-hmm. And very agreeable, um, but very pre- religious preachy. Okay. And she, um, I remember we were getting in a huge, huge order. And everyone, you know, comes in right away and starts t- dealing with it. And she's like, la, 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 la. Like, <laughs> like she can't see it. And oh starts like God. cleaning a counter or something. And I finally, after a while, I looked up and I said, are you going to actually fucking work today? This was an hour and a half into our shift, by the way. Oh, my God. And she said, oh, this coming from the person who's always on their phone. Now, one, I'm never on my phone at work. My phone is in my purse. It's never out. And everyone around me went, what? Because I'm the hardest working person in the room. And there and everyone immediately went after her because they know I'm not the person on the phone. Yeah, ever. she just pulled that out of her ass. Right. And um I like went and got up in her face. And I'm like, you have been up here doing nothing and cleaning for an hour and a half. That's not even your job. Get down here and help us do this. Yeah. That's how I deal with super agreeable people. Until you need something. I feel like you're very consistent in how you deal with people in general. You are very consistent. Yes. <laughs> people do know what to expect from me. Yes. Well, that's like I will work my ass off right. and I will be your friend. But if you are lazy and expect everyone to just do everything and then you just like, yeah, give me my all my money. No, mm-hmm. we're going to have issues. So, Amy, how do you work, deal with the know-it-all expert? That's our whole family. Like me, <laughs> I know. will say, oh, no, it's this, and I have no memory of it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <Or me>. um, <laughs> I think I just ignore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, do you remember playing Surreal Pursuit with Grandma Scott? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And the question, someone would get asked a question and she would say, oh, this one's so easy. (laughs) And you're like, oh, fuck. And then you get it wrong and she'd look at you and be like, I can't believe you didn't know the answer. He's a genius. I know. And I was like, Grandma, you're, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) I mean, what can you do with them, right? There's nothing you can do because... No matter what, they will walk away believing that they're right. And so you can sit there and argue with them and you can pull up Google and sometimes that works and you're proven right. And then you sit there <laughs> and you show it to them and they say, oh, well, what, uh, and then they'll try to come up with an excuse as to why they thought it was the other way or I thought it was this way because of this. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. Like you just have to sit there and blow it off and be like, whatever. It's there's there's just I don't know. This is why I'm, like, I'm just getting people. frustrated just thinking about these people. <laughs> Jen, I think at work is yeah, it's just, it's like that. If you got to know it all to work, you just like let them fucking say their shit, and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In personal though, I don't do that. I I will prove them wrong if I know they're they're wrong. <laughs> I, I will pull out the fucking Google and I will look right. it up and I will show them that they're wrong. Because I just have to, because we we have no it-alls in our family, so. Right. Like, Um, you definitely feel like you have to show them and be like, no, you're wrong. But then what what comes out of that, really? Because they'll sit there and they'll just make up their excuses as to why they thought that. I tend to ignore them until they say something really 
off and then I'll, I might jump in at work. Like mm -hmm. if they say, you know, like you're sitting there, I tend to just ignore. And then as soon as it's something so outlandish, like the earth is flat, that's when I would be like, okay, hold time out. <laughs> that's when I jump in. Okay. So, okay. Or like um, that the uh, universe is infinite, like that? Right. Yeah, those right. people, you have to <laughs> yeah. shut them down right away. Because that's crazy. just dangerous. That's just danger. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Amy, how do you deal with pessimists, people who are the Eeyores mm -hmm. of the group? <laughs> Amy does not like those type of people at all. <laughs> well, well... I mean, it's to that point, it kind of goes with the people who complain all the time, too. And, and in my way, like, I'm not a I'm not a optimist. In some ways, I'm very much like a realist. You know, like, I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat crap at That's all true. whatsoever. That's true. Um, I'll be very honest about like what I really think is going to happen, whether that's pretty or not. So for the pessimists, it's kind of like the same thing so that you remind them to keep perspective of what's really going on and what's really important in this world. But I'm not going to sit there and listen to it constantly. I'll, I'll give them credit, though, in the sense that they're probably half right. But so are the optimists. You know, you got to look at it from both angles. Half full, yeah. half empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just chug it. Right, just chug it, and you'll probably feel better if it's got the right stuff in it. Um, so, Jen, um, I guess it's the same thing. It's like it's like with the people that complain all the time. You try to, I usually like try to find the silver lining in what they're talking, you know, saying or what they're being uh, negative about. Like, try to find like, well, if it was this way, or my go-to and everything is like, well, things happen for a reason. And it's not like my, just my go-to because it's a good thing to say. I really believe that. So um, I do try to point that out sometimes when people are being kind of negative. Like, well, if this is happening right now, there's a reason that, in, you know, maybe in a week or in a couple months or maybe in a couple years, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's why, you know. And they don't hate you when you say that? <laughs> um, not to my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I um tend to like it builds with me. So like I let him just go and I ignore it and then it gets to a point where I'm like, "Really? You had another bad day? Yeah. It's a bad one again?" Yeah. Kind of thing and then I just like walk away kind of, yeah. That's my So, Amy, how do you deal with someone who's like a staller or a Jennifer? Mm -hmm. Oh, a procrastinator? Yeah, I am, I am difficult to deal with. Um, a procrastinator. Well, that's the problem is you can't sit there and push them because then they're going to procrastinate longer. But then if you ignore it, then they're not going to do it anyways. So there's really nothing you can do. You have to just sit there and accept it the way it is. And if you can't accept it the way it is, then you have to leave or... If it's a work situation, then you have to sit there and give them a hard deadline and just hound the shit out of them until yeah. it's done. So where they just don't want to talk to you anymore and they don't want to hear like, that's what my whole job is. My whole job is hounding everybody at work and being like, did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? Oh. Did you do this yet? So <laughs> that's, that's, nice. that's what my job is. So it, they don't want to hear from me because they know what I'm coming to them <laughs> for. So they understand that. The longer they take, the more they have to hear from me. So at work, I can just be annoying. At, at personal, it, there's nothing you can do. Nothing's going to work on those people. They just have to learn their own lesson and, and be who they are. And that's just it. Yeah. Jen, how do you deal with yourself? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I get up every morning, honestly. Um, look in the mirror. I don't even know. Um, I... I obviously have sympathy for these people. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to start empathy. a GoFundMe. <laughs> I don't, I don't bother them at all. If it's a work thing, I usually tend to just trust that they'll have it. I might do a oh reminder. God. Oh my God. But here's the thing. As someone who procrastinates, she's absolutely right. If you, 
I don't procrastinate at work just because we were raised with a work ethic and, um, yeah. I, I, that's just instilled in me. I procrastinate in my personal life about fucking everything. And I'm always, you know, being told by a caring person, you know, you got to get your oil change. <laughs> you need your oil change. You know what I mean? And I'll put mm-hmm. it off because I don't like doing that. Even though I work at a dealership and I just hand them my keys and they do it while I'm working and it's not a big deal. I still don't right. like doing it. I know. It's crazy. I will put that off until I can't do it, put it off any longer. And um, I know, I'm sorry, it's true. So if I meet other procrastinators, I totally get them. And I really Mm -hmm. don't even find an issue with it. At work, I will send subtle reminders to people if I feel like they are that type of person. I don't, but I don't, I don't really do much judging or complaining or bitching about it. Cause I can't, I, you know, right. One thing I learned about procrastinators, I was working at a clothing company a million years ago and I was the uh, head of product development. And so I had like 85 employees. And what I learned is that if I showed them, I was willing to do as much work, or more, I stayed the hours. Like if they had to stay, I stayed. Mm-hmm. I was always there. So I was willing to put in everything they were. And that changed how they behaved. Yeah. That's how I dealt with them. Like now in my like personal life, I don't deal with people who procrastinate. I just... Because I do everything myself, so. Right. Do you, know, you always do to. everything immediately? Like, you know, okay, this is yes. needs to be done in two weeks, but you do it, like, right away. Yes. Oh, I will wait till the last motherfucking minute. And that's just, but it's not at work, which is so weird. At work, I'm, like, on it. Yeah. I don't know. I cannot. So I have to do everything right away whether it's at home or at work i'm just like you know yeah Hmm. even like here's an example modding for uh dagenmar in the morning when i get up and i uh take care of the social media stuff first i literally come out take care of all the social media stuff for our podcast and then I set up for Dagon's stream, which is like eight, nine hours later. <laughs> Literally, that's how I start my mornings. And then I'll go and start breakfast or have breakfast or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. So how do you guys deal with the, um, the steamy person, the person who's always like constantly, um, wanting attention and no matter what it's always you know about them and how do you deal with that um i usually don't give them any attention (laughs) yeah because that's like positive reinforcement yeah so usually then i'll try to limit my interaction with them and i'll totally um kind of shrug off whatever they say and not mm-hmm. make a big deal about any of it. So they know that they're not going to get that satisfied through me and they'll go to someone else. Yeah. Jen. Oh God, that's hard because that annoys the motherfucking shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like the opposite. I'd like to walk into a room and be invisible and I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so that just drives me bananas. Why people need that. And I get it. I shouldn't say that because I, you know, people have different personalities and stuff. But um, so God, how do I deal with that? Like in in work, I guess I'll play along if, as long as I have to. If I like happen to be in, you know, the office trying to get something with them, and they're, you know, talking about something, I kind of will be like, oh yeah, yeah, great, kudos, you know, whatever. Um, right. and then try to like make my escape in personal life. I'm trying to think if I know anybody who's like that. Um, I guess I, I, I do get a little bit like pissed off and annoyed by it. So I will probably not even give as much attention to it as I normally would. 
because I know that's what they're looking for. That sounds very petty, but if we're being honest. Yeah. I'm the same way at work. I ignore it. Um, personal life, like I see it a lot in um, when I'm modding. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a deep set um, dislike for those people. I literally am very uh, friendly in streams. I know that's shocking, um, <laughs> but I will completely ignore, like, I don't ignore anyone in a, in a stream. I'm modding. If I'm not modding a stream, I just watch. I don't even talk, but I mod like three streams. So I am um, very interactive, Okay. but when they come in, I completely ignore them. Yeah. Cause I don't deal with bullshit. Right. So. No. I know. It's shocking. <laughs> I'm like the motherfucking Teresa. <laughs> but um so yeah, I mean it's interesting to hear how you guys deal with all these different personality types because it is different between work and private because totally. you can actually do more stuff or say what's on your mind at least private in the private sector. And you can control who you're near so that you can, like a lot of the friends that I've had in the past, if it wasn't a compatibility, you know, if we weren't compatible anymore, or if there are certain issues, those people tend to drop out of your life, you know, um, Mm -hmm. naturally or unnaturally. So you can control that a little bit more as to who you want to be on or be around. But for the work, you're you're kind of stuck with whoever you get and having to deal with all those personalities Mm -hmm. and still get your job done. Um, I mean, I was just talking to a friend today and I was saying, you know, work is work because of the people that are involved for a lot of us. You know, if if you could just go and do your job and not have to deal with personalities, (sighs) that would make it so much easier because the work isn't hard. It's the people that you need to maneuver around and work around and, 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 play all the games and, you know, figure out this is that kind of person. And so I have to approach them this way in order to get this done. And then I have to talk to this person this way and, you know, working all of those angles with everybody so that you can get your job done is exhausting. It's like being a psychologist every day, no matter what your job is. Yeah. Right. If you're, you're trying. Yeah. Otherwise you just don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone um, for hanging with us and listening. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach us at mama never told us at gmail.com. And you can check out all our social media links at linktr.ee forward slash mama never told us. And please don't forget to hang around after um, our exit song, I guess you would call it, our outro if you're in the biz. Um, <laughs> for our podcast shout outs, um, from this amazing group we're in. So um, stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So I'd like to shout out Mouse and Weens, Unpredictably Us, Talking Shiz, Blood and Firewater, Past the Hot Sauce, The Fun with Friends podcast, The Movie Seller, No Drama Llama, Watcher Pod, I Think We're Doing It Podcast, Round and Round Podcast, Friend and Flyers. Jen? Geek Exploration, the podcast, Cinematic Blind Spots, Gold Block Career, Assorted Goods Podcast, Wait What Podcast, Hot Flashes Cool Topics, Basement Box Office Podcast, Book of Lies Podcast, True Crime Real Time Pod, Final Plank Media, Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast, The Culture Quest Podcast, Mad or Bad, a True Crime Podcast, The Fun with Friends Podcast, Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks. Amy? Cage's Kiss, Lattes and Legends, Insidious Nebula, Too Dumb for This Podcast, Edom Podcast, DGF, Round and Round the Podcast, Pod All the Time, PN, Castbox FM, the Darkness Has Answers podcast, Traction, Growth, and Income podcast, Undercover Coven, True Crime Project, American Timelines podcast, Best Friends Horror Story podcast, Daddy Bones, and The Real Queen of Queens. 
Thank you, everyone in this group, for all your support. We love you.